before we get too far into the Fly Racing Racerx podcast, thank you to Racetech, Racetech.com. Vintage bikes, modern bikes, flat trackers, all of it. They got a super informative website over there at Racetech.com. They do motors for a lot of teams in the pits, and they sign some NDAs, so you don't really know about it, but they got a full CNC capability there at, motor, at Racetech. And uh, tell them you listen to Pulp to get a discount on suspension service, motor service, or anything. Racetech.com. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. You've seen the gear. You've seen the 2024 stuff. It's some of their best ever. Seriously, I think it's really some of their best ever stuff. You can see that. At FlyRacing.com, their Formula S helmet is the next level in helmet safety. It is one of the most advanced motocross helmets ever created, uh, tested on the most advanced equipment in the world. The Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. This technology-advanced helmet redefines helmet performance and safety expectations, and it's really great. It's got a cool little app that comes along with it. It can help you. It can really save your life. It's got the Rion energy cells in it. It's got lots of stuff going on. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board this pod- podcast, and thank you for 25 years in uh, in business. So thank you to the folks at um, Fly Racing for coming on board with this podcast. Max's Tires as well, a gift from the Moto Science Nerds to you. Medium to hard and soft intermediate tires available now. So they've got the full range of tires. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath. Great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, all of that. So thank you to the uh, folks at um, Max's Tires for coming on these shows. Really appreciate it. And Renthal, of course. Renthal.com. Monster Energy Kawasaki. Red Bull KTM. Factory Honda. Honda's used no other bar since 1986. I mean, come on, man. Renthal.com from the 7 8 bar to the uh, Fat Bar 36 to Fat Bar Twin Wall Bar. All of it. They got cloth bar pads now for you vintage guys. They've got that out. They got a dealer inventory uh, section on their website for the USA. They have um, uh, all the bar bands on there as well if you want to try to match it up to something else out there. Renthal.com made over there in the UK. More championships than all the other brands combined. And I don't need to tell you about Renthal. If you're listening to this and you race or ride, you've probably used something from Renthal. Chains, sprockets, grips, all of it. So we'll tell you more about motorsport.com and Cobalinks Links later on in the show. But really appreciate it uh, to you guys listening to the podcast. And uh, happy holidays and all of that from, uh, from me. And uh, as we get near the beginning of Supercross, I have a lot more stuff coming out for you. So thank you again for listening. Appreciate it. Welcome to the Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast. 
All right, as I was saying off the top, it is my uh, uh, duty and uh, honor to bring you the next uh, Racer X podcast guest. He is five-time world champion, factory Honda rider, of course. You know him well, Tim Geyser. What's up, Tim? How are you, man? I'm fine, thank you. I'm good. I'm doing great. Just starting with the preseason trainings, you know, getting ready, getting back in shape. So, yeah, everything good. Yeah, that was actually my first question. So when do you start, you know, uh, really getting into the new year and the new prep and everything else? Like, is it is it around now? Yeah, it was actually like uh, the end of November. Uh, that's okay. how we usually start every year, you know, the end of November, beginning of December. Uh, so, yeah, basically this, this time of the year. Uh, and you're in Italy now, you were telling me? No, I'm I'm in Slovenia. I'm oh, back home. Okay. Actually, uh, I stay here most of the time in the off season. Uh, just in January, we usually go to Sardinia where the weather is better for for trips on the bike. Yep. Uh, but uh, but yeah, November, December, I'm I'm here at home. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. So how are the tracks around there? How how do you um how's everything to ride there? I know I saw a video. A while ago, you had a little supercross track built at some place by your house. But how is it for, for practicing and doing what you need to do in Slovenia? Yeah, actually, in this, in this time, it's quite cold, you know. Uh, yeah. We have winter, it's quite cold. Uh, but anyway, uh, I would say in the past couple of years, you know, it's changed a lot. So I am able to, to train, you know, also in December here around Slovenia. I have also one track in uh, Croatia that is three hours away from, uh, from uh, where I live. Yep. Where I uh, where I train now the most is kind of like a sandy track. So even if the, the temperature is a little bit lower, you know, it doesn't get frozen. Yeah. So uh, I train there quite a lot. Uh, but yeah, like I said, in in January, first week of January, we usually go to Sardinia mm-hmm. to spend there, let's say a month or month a half, a month, one month and a half uh, until the race starts. You know, because there the weather is nice. We yeah. have like a 20, 22 degrees. So. Uh, Basically, perfect conditions for for trains on the bike. Years ago, I went to Akrapovich there, flew into uh, um, Lubania or Ljubljana, uh, and went to Akrapovic, yeah. and it was really cool. It's a great country. It was really neat. So it's uh, it's pretty. Yeah. I... Yes. It, it, it's uh it's interesting that you know you're Sl- Slovenia not a huge motocross country but um you're certainly doing a good job of trying to put it on the map you know do you get during the season when you're doing GPs where do you base yourself out of um I'm always based in Slovenia oh you are so I you, actually you, have, okay yes yes I, I have actually my facility uh, I have kind of like a uh, it's not really, really, really popular here in, uh, in in Europe, you know. But I have my uh, compound. I have motocross track with a workshop on motocross track uh, with some apartments. So mechanics can stay there. Uh, so oh. yeah, I made it like two years ago, and uh, basically I stay here at my home because yeah. I feel the best over here in Slovenia. You know, it's everything is a bit away from everything. You know, from uh, from all the other riders from because. Most of the GP riders are based in Belgium or yeah. Poland or uh, Italy, Spain. But I'm kind of like here in Slovenia doing my own thing, and uh, I really like that. Yeah, it's not quite like that. Like, uh, I guess Tomac is like that in America. You know, Tomac's in Colorado. He's doing yeah. his thing. But everybody else kind of rides with everybody else, you know. So you're a little bit like Tomac over here where you're just doing all your work uh, in silence, you know. So... Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, um, 
I like to train alone. Of course, I have some some riders coming coming to my track, you know. But uh, I, I I prefer to be on my own. You know, I feel the most comfortable like that. And uh, yeah, then anyway, we we met with all the riders on the races. So yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, hey, you you uh, you broke your leg coming into last year's season. A real bummer for you for sure. You come back. Uh, takes you a couple of races to get up to speed. You win two out of the last three. How hard was it to uh, to come back from the leg? Like, was it a, was it a hard injury to come back from, or um, you know, I guess? And did you feel as good as ever in the last bit of the season when you won the last two? Like, did you feel uh, right back to hundred um, percent? Yeah, it was a big bummer, especially it happened just two weeks before uh, first first uh, first GP in Argentina. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really disappointed because I had uh, a great off season. You know, I was feeling good on the bike. Uh, everything was clicking, everything was going in the right direction, but then, uh, yeah, a little mistake and uh, a big crash that cost me, let's say, entire year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me, like, five months away from the bike. The injury was big, you know, we all know that femur is the biggest bone uh, yeah. in the body, so it takes time, you know, that uh, that you can start training again and to, to came back on the bike and then you need another couple of months to, to came back in the shape, you know. Yeah. Um, so it took me quite a, quite a while, you know, but uh, I'm glad that I finished uh, the season quite strong, you know, with two overalls on the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, riding was good. I would say I was not 100% yet, but uh, I was getting close to it. Uh, so for me, let's say that the season, you know, I, I was hoping that the season could uh, could, could could continue because I was just starting to feel good on the bike again, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah anyway, uh, like I said, good motivation and everything for all season, you know, coming yeah. from such a strong to the end of 2023. For sure. Are you one of those guys, like Tomac told me, I saw Tomek around Washougal, and he's like, I- I'm not watching the races. I don't care. Like, I- I- He watched them near the end to see if Jet Lawrence could keep being undefeated, but he was just, mis- he was just miserable being hurt. Are- what are you like? Are you tuning into the GPs, or are you just screw it? No, actually, the beginning was really tough for me. So basically, first five, six, seven GPs, I couldn't even uh, watch. I was not even at home on Sunday because I knew that if I would be home, I would definitely switch to the channel. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. And I would be upset, you know, because yeah. I'm not there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like uh, checking. Of course, I was following who was uh, who was winning, who was uh, mm-hmm. who was riding good, you know, but uh, never really watched full, full, full races, full motos, uh, because... It's kind of like difficult, let's say, yeah. for me to, to watch when I'm not there racing with, uh, with all the riders. Yeah, I can bet. So, yeah, you're one of those guys, right? It's uh, it's that yeah. way. Um, did you feel when yeah. you came back last year, uh, you know, obviously Febre, Romain was doing really well. Prado was up front in the points. Did you feel like anybody had stepped up their game to where you, you know, like you at 100%? couldn't match it like did you feel like anybody anything was difficult or different uh from the from these guys from before other years or did you feel like you know you won two of the last three you said you weren't 100 mm-hmm. percent. did you feel like everything was kind of the same level i would say that uh Prado definitely stepped up you know with mm-hmm. uh, his consistency we all know that he's super fast and uh he had a great start 
uh, that are, let's say, a key to his uh, yep. to his success, you know, and everything. Uh, obviously, he's also like really fast on the bike, you know, good technique and everything. But I think he was really consistent this year, you know, what uh, what was missing maybe in the past years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also Roman show show show, you know, like uh, a good speed. Uh, I think he win six races in a row, I think, in the mid-season, in the middle of the season. So, yeah. basically, I mean, everybody, you know, we all are kind of like, uh, we all want to win, you know. So, everybody's working hard. Everybody uh, tries to learn from mistakes uh, that uh, they did in the past, you know. Uh, so, I think every year, you know, it's, it's the riders get better, you know. Uh, they are more... More, uh, more physically prepared, you know, better in shape, and also with the rule, you know, that we have here in Europe, uh, that uh, you can buy just MX2 until 23 years old. So every year, good guys are coming up to MXGP. So like every year, the, the competition is more stuck. You know, like uh, there are more great riders in that class, and uh, that's how it should be. You know, MXGP is a primary class, and uh, yeah, I think. Every year, you know, everybody is trying to 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 step it up and uh, give that extra extra every year. So we saw Prado bank a lot of the points for those Saturday qualifiers. Um, we had we yeah. had Jeremy Sewer on our show uh, months ago, and and uh, uh, he didn't like it. And and you know, Prado's such a good starter. The it's a twenty minute race. Where what do you think of these races and the points being given out, um, uh, Tim? Honestly, I'm also not uh, a big fan of it. You know, um, I mean, uh, yeah, like 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 Jeremy said, you know, it's a yep. short race, and definitely the riders that uh, that have more consistent starts in front, you know, uh, definitely have some benefits uh, from these kind of races. But uh, on the end, it's the same for everyone. Yeah, uh, yep. we have to do it. You know, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. we had a race also in the past. Uh, but this year was different because they were giving a points away. So basically now we are not having, let's say, a two motos per, per week. We are having a third moto as well. That is kind of like a stream trade that we are getting like uh, as well the points, you know. Yeah. So uh, definitely change a lot. Change a lot on the end. If you see, you know, it makes mm-hmm. a big difference. On the end, you can gain almost uh, 200 points from, uh, from qualification yeah. uh, races. And uh, that's a big factor on the end. So, um, yeah, I think most of the riders, you know, including myself, we are all focusing a lot, I think, in this off-season on the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, because start is, let's say, a 70% of the race, you know, I mean 70, 50% of the race. Because if you start in front, it's, uh, you know, it makes your life a bit easier. You don't need to read that much to pass the riders. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think next year the key going to be start and uh, to be in front, you know, from the beginning. Right. Uh, I've heard from a few riders, Tim, that Jorge rides a really wide bike. He really knows what you're doing behind him, and it hasn't always made everybody uh, really happy with him. Uh, do you find that, too? Do you, Have you had some run-ins with him at times where you're like, hey, man, like, try to keep it straight on the jumps? <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, we had some conversations already. In the past. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, he's still young, you know. Obviously, yep. everybody want to win, uh, but uh, I think it's important also to do it on a safe way, you know, like yeah. to not uh, get in trouble, so you know, like uh, to not uh, 
not uh, doing a dangerous things on the on the track. Already, motocross is quite dangerous sport, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we don't need uh, we don't need this kind of uh, maneuvers. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he calmed down a little bit, you know. I think he's growing up, you know, like he's getting older, more experienced, and uh, you know, on the track he's a super good guy, you know. But uh, as I say, on the track, you know, everybody wanna win, you know. Um, yeah. And sometimes. It happens. <laughs> uh, are you gonna? Do you watch American Supercross? Like, are you tuned in and following it and watching it and and um, all of that every year? I, I try to follow as much as possible. Uh, uh, more I follow in the beginning because I'm also like we don't have a season yet, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when our season starts, let's say beginning of March, the end of February, then uh, I just watch maybe highlights, mm-hmm. but. Uh, now until let's say January, February, yes, I'm following uh, uh, Supercross series. We yeah. saw we saw you over here at the Monster Cup a couple times. One time it went horribly. One time it went really well. Yeah. Um, you know, you did really well. I think you got like fourth or something or fifth. Uh, yeah. what, what did you yeah. think? What did you think of those experiences? Did you enjoy that? Yes, I was having a lot of fun. You know, uh, it was great to be there. You know, to race in the stadium. Uh, to race in the stadium in, uh, in Vegas, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, be, I came here a little bit earlier to do some testing as well in Corona. Uh, so it was a good experience. And uh, I don't know, maybe in the future, I don't know. Uh, maybe I can try some, some races. Obviously, I will never came for a full season there. But, like, yeah. uh, still something in me is, you know, I like Supercross. Uh, so we will see. We will see. Have they have they just not written a big enough check for you to come to Bercy to Paris ever? Um, is that is that it or what? Or what keep what keeps you from going to Paris? <laughs> no, they are they are always every year I get invitations. You know, like, they ask me, but like, yeah. it's kind of like a off season for us. You know, like uh, yeah. So it's and we all know we are not racing. I mean, we are not riding Supercross a lot most mm-hmm. of the year. We are like, like motocross. So you know, and uh, usually. After the after the nations with Honda HRC, we always have a testing, you know, two weeks of testing. So yep. basically, never really have a time, you know, to really prepare myself to go and do such a races, you know, like Bercy, because uh, yep. I could go there unprepared, but uh, you know, that's that's not if I want to show up there, I want to be ready to race. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely right. I figured they would have asked yeah. you somewhere because, yeah, your Monster Cup, the one you did really well in, you looked great, you know. Um, and Paris yeah. Paris track is a lot like that Monster Cup track, you know. It's not a full, full American one. So you could do really well yeah. on it, you know. Um, what um, uh, Antonio Caroli came over here, did some nationals. Uh, it was great to have him here. He's, he's a buddy of mine, really class guy. Him and Jill are great people. What did you make of Antonio's uh, American national uh, races? I think it was really nice, you know, to see him uh, doing uh, doing uh, quite a lot of races there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was good for the sport. You know, I think everybody from MXGP was following the races uh, even before. You know, I think everybody is following. Everybody wants the highlights. Everybody know knows who is winning there. You know, all these things. But now with that we had Tony over there doing a national was a bit different, you know. Even I was watching uh, the races uh, because I know Tony is, uh, let's say, it's a legend here, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, on the end of career, it was a really nice ending of his professional career, you know. Like, uh, I think it was also his dream trying to do some 
some races in America, you know, and I think it was good. And uh, of course, she did well as well, so uh, it was good. You want to do that one day? Have you th- have you talked to the HRC guys about coming and doing a race or here or two? Uh, yeah, we, we, we talk almost every year, but at <laughs> the end, uh, it's kind of like difficult to pick when yeah. to go, you know, and uh, many, many times I was fighting for a typhoon, you know, like almost every year we are yeah. here with a point, you know, and then they don't really allow me to go, you know, and try something else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely in the future, I would like to do uh, yeah. some, some races. Yeah, it'd be great. It is hard because... It seems like Tim in front is just adding races every single year to your guys's calendar. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, exactly. you're gonna be next thing you know, you're gonna be doing 34 races or something. You know, like that. So it does yeah. it does yeah. seem funny. Um, what's your relationship like with Jeffrey uh, Hurlings? Uh, are you guys friends? Do you say hi to each other? I mean, you you two have had some incredible battles on the track over the years. And it's funny because you're both getting a little older now, right? I still think of you as, as kids, but you guys are veterans now. Like, what's the relationship like with Jeffrey? My relationship with Jeffrey? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I have a lot of respect for the guy, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to everyone that I'm racing against. Uh, so uh, he's a great fighter. Um uh, really fast one, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't have any big, let's say, relationships with him. You know, okay. we just when we see, when we see each other on the races, we just say hello to each other. Yep. How are you? And that's that's all. You know, that's yeah, basically yeah. how we do with all the racer, racers. You know, we are not uh, not not let's say a big big friends or something like that. You know, we all know that we all want to win. Um, and don't, we we don't came on the races to make a friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you you sound a little bit like Eli. Eli's like that a little bit too, you know. Um, and and, and then just like Jeremy Seward just loves everybody. Jeremy's everybody's friend. Is that how it works? So, yeah, yeah, Jeremy is like yes. <laughs> I mean, like uh, he's also a great guy, you know. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, he's he 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 speaks. Let's say. Along with the other guys, you know, like, yeah. I'm kind of like that. I stay in my uh, my camper most of the times, you know. Like I go to the team, I take the bike, mm-hmm. and uh, I do what I have to do. Uh, but I have my own team around me, you know. Like yep. uh, so, I'm not really, not really, I don't know, hanging out with the other riders or sure. things like that. Your dad is a big part of your program, and over here in America, like again, I'm going back to Tomac. Him and his dad, John, work really well together, and there seems to be, you know, the 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 part that they, they, it really helps. But other times, Tim, fathers and sons, you know, we've seen it go sideways in the sport, right, over the years. Uh, how how are you? How do you work with your dad? How's that relationship? I mean, do you guys get into it a little bit, or is it is it really really good for you? Or sometimes. Does it strain the family part of it, having your dad being the coach and being at every race and, you know, and really pushing you? How, how is that relationship? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's difficult, you know. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if many people know, but, uh, you know, like I'm not working with my dad anymore since 2019. So basically, uh, you know, with my dad, as you say, you know, like it's difficult to yeah. be a trainer and a son and all these things, you know, like so 
on the end we figure out that it's better, you know, that uh, that he's my dad yep. and I'm a racer. Uh, so basically, yeah, since 2019, uh, I would say that that I start to train on my own. I have my HR system behind me, you know, mm-hmm. all the people that I need. So, uh, and my dad is now, let's say, staying home and uh, being oh, okay. home, let's say. Okay, yeah. my bad. I did... I did bad research on that one, Tim. I thought your dad was still more more involved. No it, it is tough, yeah, because we've seen it go both ways, you know, many times in our sport. So, um, yeah. is, is it fair to say that a couple years ago, uh, Jeffrey and you going at it, you guys pushed each other to new levels? Like, do, do you look back at some of those races that you two had and maybe think back and be like, Oh, we were on the limit there. We were pushing it. Like some of those races, Tim, between you and the 84 were phenomenal, and you guys were going at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with, with Jeffrey, but also with Tony, you know, like on yep. the beginning when I came to NHGP, you know, uh, we were really pushing, you know, like, and then when you, when, when, um, when you see that we were, we were like quicker. I mean, that all the rest guys from the track more than three three seconds per lap. You know, like yeah, uh, we yeah. were just going over one hundred percent. You know, and we all know that uh, when you go over yourself, you know, sometimes it doesn't end good. You know, and uh, but sometimes you have to risk it. You know, sometimes you go over yourself, and uh-huh. uh, because you know you want to win as that, uh, and you are prepared to do that. You know, yeah. and. Uh, Dude, um, yeah, you, we were we were enjoying, but also the public, you know, everybody around uh, was enjoying a lot. So yeah. uh, that's definitely a good memory. And hopefully in the future, uh, hopefully this year, we all, I mean, not just me and Jeffrey, but all the other guys can stay healthy yeah. and uh, we can have a great season, you know, like with, uh, with such a nice battles and uh, that could be really nice. Yeah, I'm excited because obviously you and Jeffrey are champions and you guys have shown your great speed and you have all the world titles. And I'm excited as a as a journalist and a fan to see, like, did Romain and Jorge, like, where do they fit in with you two guys? Are you two going to come back in and just be, like, one and two and those guys? Like, I'm excited. This is This should be a great MXGP season. It really should be. Yeah, I think also. I mean, uh, it's not just... Four, you know, like uh, there's so many other guys, you know. Also the rookies, you know, Yago is coming up, uh yep. one is coming up, like so many good NX guys are coming up to MHGP that uh, obviously we never see them race in MHGP yep. on four fifty. Yeah, I, I think that did it in uh, in MX on. Uh but I mean I think it's gonna be a really interesting season and then you have here Jeremy Steven, you know, like uh, yeah. my teammate Ruben, you know, like you have so many guys uh, that are capable of winning uh, a GP and also fight for a title. So I think I think it's going to be a great season. Where do you, Tim, think? Where do you sit, Tim, on um, on some of these flyaway races? I, I uh, I've been a bit of a critic of them over here in America because. You know, there's 20 guys on the line. There's a couple of local guys that are way off the pace. The tracks don't look very good. And, like, it's it doesn't, to me, seem like an MXGP. But I see the other side where, you know, in front is trying to get everybody all over the world. It's a true world championship. So I understand mm-hmm. their point. But sometimes, Tim, I, I just I see these races and I'm like, man, 
these guys, that, that track sucks, and, and look at there's 18 guys out there, and I don't know. Where, where, do, you, uh, where do you stand yeah. on some of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it sucks because, you know, like, to be just 20 riders, I'm like, hey, that, that's not, the, uh, not what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, from one point of view, you know, like, uh, I'm also, I mean, like, I'd like to be travel around the world, you know, yeah, for yeah. world championships. So it should be around the world. It should be on the other continents, you know, all these things. Yep. yep. But uh, I think we have so many still that we, I mean, in front have so many stars that uh, can improve, you know, that uh, they can feel all these gates, you know, like uh, that, that would be like 40, 40 riders on the gate, even on, on the overseas, you know, not just here in Europe, let's say. Yep. And also maybe in the last couple of years, I'm missing uh, some races, uh, you know, like in America, where also some AMA riders are coming and joining and doing some GPs, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. So I don't know, Brasilia or let's say America, you know, South and North America. We have Argentina uh, for the past couple of years, but like... Uh, I remember still in 2016, 17, we were going in Brasilia twice, and we were going in Mexico, and we were going like to, mm-hmm. to America. We yep. have like two GPs in Charlotte and also Glenhaven. So, right, right. I mean, uh, I hope, I hope in the future we can return to to to, to these these countries, you know. And yep. uh, but obviously, Asia is really important where we are going to Indonesia, you know. Hopefully. We can go to Japan as well, you know, we all know that all the manufacturers come from there, you know, and I think it's, it's a really important market also for them. So, uh, also Australia, we, we never raced there uh, in my career, I mean, I never yeah. raced there. It would be also really, really nice and interesting to be, to be there. Uh, so, I think there is also, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of space to improve, you know, and yeah. uh, I hope the guys in, in, in front, you know, are, uh, are uh, are doing that, and uh, hopefully in the future we will have some more races uh, all around. You know. So lately here in America, you know, MX Sports and Feld, the guys who run the series here, there is a little bit more uh, communication, a little more openness to listen to the teams and the riders. It's it still can be better, but it's it's getting a little better. How is uh, David and everybody at Infront in listening to you? You know, their champion, one of their one of their best riders ever. Do they? Do you feel like they listen? Do you get a chance to go and and give them suggestions or everything? Um, I would say that since last year, yes, they start to listen a little bit more. You know, uh, okay. we had some meetings. Let's say uh, we did like uh, riders came together and we did some meetings. You know, with Infront, with uh, with Davide. Uh, so with. I, I think that's that's important. You know, we are the guys that are racing. We are the guys that are on the track. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we can just give a good, good opinion and good advice maybe for them. You know, what we what they can improve, uh, what can make racing even more interesting, or I don't know, more safer, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, these kind of things. Uh, so hopefully, you know, like I think they changed some things for this year, uh, and I hope they will they will listen even even more to us, you know, sure. in the future. And I think we can both, uh, both manage to bring the sport of motocross on another level. Yeah, no, that'd be great for sure. Um, I know, you know, obviously you guys can do whatever you want in, uh, in MXGP as far as your bike is concerned. Uh, you can run, you know, I think you're running a newer frame from what I gather. But how much, yeah. how much at all, Tim, do, does your team – 
say, hey, uh, Chase Sexton and Jet Lawrence uh, like this, or, or you know, they got the brace frame, or, hey, the, the Honda America think this is really well. Do you ever – I know the teams are talking, you know, behind the scenes, but do you yeah. ever get, uh, get um, things from America that those guys like? Um, yes. I mean, if we need to, uh, especially this year. You know, I, I haven't tested a lot because I, I missed quite a lot from uh, from the injury, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so when I was coming back to the races, I was treating the races as a test, you know. So yeah. my, my my goal was kind of like, uh, I knew it, that I was not 100%. So I was testing, I was trying the different more mm-hmm. shock, you know. All the other things, but in the past, I never had a hope. I mean, never had a chance to do it because I was always fighting for a, for a championship. Yeah, yeah. And in these kind of conditions, you know, like you never really uh, try something. You know, you stick with what you feel comfortable and that's it. So this year was a bit different. And uh, I think I changed quite a lot of, on my bike. Yep. And even, uh, you know, with the shock, I mean, uh, that must we were speaking because Shaw have all the all, all the data from, from, from the guys in America, you know, from yeah. Jack, Hunter, from everyone. Uh, and even I changed the shock in kind of like, I tried the shock, you know, uh, that Jack was racing outdoors with, so, yep. and I felt really good. So, uh, you know, definitely it helps a lot, this kind of thing that, you know, the teams uh, in America, you know, HRC in America and HRC here in Europe uh, have a good uh, relationship and, you know, they can share some mm-hmm. data and uh, definitely help us riders, you know, yeah. uh, because every rider feels something and uh, more riders you have to test, to try, you know, uh, I think the bike can be even better, more developed and everything. So uh, I think that, that's a really good point, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Tim Geyser pod, five-time world champion here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. Motorsport.com, OEM, and aftermarket parts, man. These guys got it all for you. they got great prices, great return policy, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. I think. Motorsport.com. Go there. They support the Motocross uh, Nationals as well. They've got some giveaways, e-bikes, OEM stuff, all of it. Go to the banner on pulpamex.com to help us out. Please, thank you. Go to the banner. Go to Motorsport.com. Make an order. We get a small slice of that, and then I can afford to continue paying Marx's outrageous salary. Thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com, as well as Cobalinks. Cobalinks.com, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Code Pulpamex for free shipping and a savings from Cobalinks. It's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So check it out. If you're shorter of stature, you want to have some plushness in your suspension, you want to gain some confidence out there, please check out Cobalinks.com and use the code Pulpamex because that helps also. So thanks for listening. Back to Tim. You know, you have the BFRC shock. I think you run that. I don't know if you ran it this year, but you ran it in the past, I think, the show up. I, I, I run it with uh, BFRC since I was with HRC. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but now I change it. I mean, <laughs> I tried something else, and I, I went on a completely new shock, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what is the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but it's working really nice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really happy with it, and... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it, we have a great bike for next year, so we it, will see. It's funny because some riders over here have don't like that BFRC shock. They don't really get along with it. And then it's always funny because the 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 suspension guys are like, "Hey, man, look at Tim Geyser. Look at him. 
He loves the shock. Look how fast he goes. <laughs> so you, you, you have always been the guy that the Americans point to to say, hey, that shock works really well. Geyser's kicking ass with it. So, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's on the end. I think all the materials, all the stuff that we are getting, you know, I think they are all like top materials, you know, like it's up to you how good you set up the bike, you know, how yeah, good yeah. you give the feedback, yep. you know, all these things. Uh, because these days, you know, the engineers, the the the, the showa, you know, like they can make whatever you want. Yeah. You know? So, sure. uh, so yeah, I think I think you know the technology and everything is so high these days that uh, they can be, they can basically do whatever you want, and uh, that's a that's a really good point, you know, being a yeah. factory factory rider. You know, I, I'm old and I'm slow and I'm kind of fat, Tim, but I got to ride Sexton and Jet's bike at Washugo this year, the day after the race. Hold that bike. I, the 450s. The 450s. And, uh, okay. Tim, the Jet's bike, Jet's motor, Jet's suspension, it might have been the best bike I ever rode in my life. I didn't like Chase's. Chase's stuff hit a little okay. harder. I wasn't fast enough, but holy smokes, Tim, did I love Jet Lawrence's bike. Holy smokes. Really? Nice. Nice. It was I mean, Honda is a great bike, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all, I mean, I mean, we all are a bit different, you know. Everybody has their own uh, riding style, you know. Like uh, someone mm -hmm. are more aggressive, someone wants the bike that is a little bit more smoother, someone wants that is a little bit more aggressive. But on the end, Honda is Honda, you know. The, mm -hmm. the frame is there, you know. Like uh, Honda always handles super nice in the corners, uh, yeah. you know. Like uh, so, these kind of things. Uh, Speaking of Honda, how much do you miss Roger Harvey around at all the races? Because I love the guy. He's great. <laughs> he's, still, he's still involved. Yeah, yeah. involved. You know, like uh, he still came on the races. Uh, I mean, Roger is, uh, is, is uh, let's say, he's the guy that brings me into the HRC. You know, like uh, him and also Giacomo Garibaldi. You know, they yeah. are the first two, two, two people that I ever speak to in 2013. And... Uh, uh, we had a meeting, I still remember, we had a meeting uh, with Dan and then uh, we kind of like uh, made a deal. And uh, since then, you know, um, we've been uh, quite successful. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, we had a great, uh, we, great uh, we, have, we, have, we have a great relationship. And, you know, Honda is, let's say, my second home. Yep. I feel really, really at home here in this team, you know, with everyone. How much longer do you want to race for? Uh, I don't know how old you are right now, but uh, how much longer do you I'm want? 27. Yeah, okay, so how much longer? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have an age where, where I say I, I'm going to stop. I think it's uh, up to me, you know, how long I will, I will enjoy, how long I would uh, love to do that, you know. I think when you, when, you, when you don't enjoy anymore, you know, when it's kind of like a hard to go on a training or hard to go on a race, I think that's, that's a call, you know. That's sure. when you kind of like a, let's say, stop professional career. So as long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm motivated, as long as I want to win, you know, I mm -hmm. would be doing that. It's pretty remarkable. Like, obviously, Slovenia, not known for the motocross uh, powerhouse, right? And you look at all the great champions, including yourself, and you're from this small little country way down there uh, and five world championships. Do you sometimes just shake your head and be like, I can't believe, I, I can't believe I've done this? I can't believe, like, 
you know, like I'm Canadian, so I, I, I always like I'm really proud of my Canadian riders and, and you know, we've never really had a great Ameri- a Canadian do great things in America, but we've had some. And I gotta think for you, just being proud Slovenian and winning five world championships, you gotta sometimes just be like, Wow, incredible, you know, to to come from where you came from to do what you've done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean I I start to realize slowly, you know, like a what what kind of career I have, you know, and all these things, what, uh, what I did, uh, I mean, it's incredible, you know, I still remember being a kid in school, you know, like, uh, uh, that I had a big dream, you know, mm-hmm. big dream that I yeah. want to be a world champion in motocross, and uh, everybody was telling me, you know, like, it's almost impossible to come from <laughs> such a, because I'm coming from a, from a village where maybe 200 or 300 people live, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Basically, I, I'm coming from nowhere, and it was kind of like uh, difficult to even imagine, you know, that maybe someday I would be where I am, and, uh, but... I think I think I'm an example that I mean you can came from from really small small places on the earth and uh, you know if if, the, if if dreams are not big and uh, you know you 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 want to sacrifice a lot I mean if you are able to sacrifice many things you know work hard every, you know uh, all the dreams can come true and uh, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad you know like that uh, I'm happy and proud to be Slovenian and also to came from such a yeah, it's really, really cool. So when you were a kid, GPs were far away away. Like, did you go to any GPs as a kid? Did your dad take you to any? Um, I went first time in 2007 to Namur. Oh, in Namur? Uh, yeah, yeah. With my dad. Oh, okay. Yes, with my dad because he was doing a wet world championship, you know, veterans world championship. Mm. So yeah, I yeah. went with him there. Okay. Uh, and actually, that was my first GP. Uh, so when I was 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I started to follow it. Uh, I knew it already from from before. You know, I know all the all the races I was following. But then we start to go a little bit more often to the races. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we were we were we were living far away from 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 the from the GPs. You know, the closest one was always in. Uh, Montau or, yeah. Uh, yeah. or Germany, you know, or Czech Republic in the rocket, but that's all around uh, almost a thousand kilometers away. So, yeah. you know, it was not easy for us. Um, but yeah, what, were, you, were you bummed to never get a chance to race in the mirror? It looked so cool. It looked amazing to race. It. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like that track, you know, it was natural. I think it was in the park, in yeah. the national park. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I mean, the last times were over three minutes, you know. So it was yeah. like it was something, something special, something, something different than what we are used to. And uh, definitely, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. fun to watch, you know, the races back. Uh, but I would be, I mean, I would love to try that track. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite track? Do you have one? My favorite track, uh, Mountain uh, okay. yeah. It's one one of my favorite ones. Uh, I think the track is super nice, you know. It's kind of like a similar to, to, to the tracks in America, you know. Yeah. High-speed track. Uh, a bit longer track, you know. The lap times, is, they are around 2 minutes, 30 seconds, something like that. So a, a bit longer. Um, so, yeah, high-speed mm-hmm. jumps. So I like that. Nice, nice. Well, hey, Tim, uh, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. So, funny story, I tried to interview you at Glen Helen one time. 
and I was told by someone on your team, Tim is not doing any more interviews. And I said, okay, all right, that's fine. So I didn't get a chance to interview you there. And then, uh, yeah, the year year you clinched it, whatever year you clinched it. Um, Uh, so I clinched both times, like in 15 and 16 in America. So MX2 and MXGP. Yeah, I think it was MX2. No, it was MX2 year. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. And, okay. <laughs> and so they said, Tim is doing no more interviews. So, okay, all right, so I'm done. So then I, then I tried to interview you again at the Monster Cup, and they're like, hey, man, he's okay. gone. He left. He's gone. And I'm like, what? What, what are you talking about? So I am glad. <laughs> yeah, I, I am no. finally, I get a chance to interview you. I, I'm very happy, finally. So uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye. you to Austin Hoover from Fox for helping uh, with this. I really yeah. appreciate that. He's a great guy. And, uh, and thanks to you, Tim. Thanks for the time. Congrats on all the success. I honestly, I can't wait. I can't wait for MXGP this year. It is going to be really exciting to watch with all you guys in it. And uh, good luck with everything. And uh, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.